This has been another Angry Vets broadcast. Check, check it out. Dove C. Richardson here with another episode of Journey of the Pimpin' Air. Shout out to all of my anime fans that recognize that voice, that recognize that tempo and the way you speak. Because you, if anything like me, spent your weekdays looking at Dragon Ball Z and just waiting for that next episode on Dragon Ball Z. And that's what today's episode is all about. In honor of Black History Month, I want to make sure that you guys understand the full in-depth cycles of what's going on and why I am such a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. Now... As we always talk about in Journey to Pimpinaires, there's levels to everything in life. There's levels to playing a certain sport. There's level to levels to intelligence. There's levels to everything. You know, you go from this novice level, and you can go if you are truly passionate and that's your purpose in life, then you go into the professional level of something and you know you reach a different level. That means you learn new skills, new crafts, that's what makes you better. Well, the same thing could be in media and in the technology that we watch and we use on an everyday basis. Now, we're about to tie this into Dragon Ball Z. People see Dragon Ball Z for the accents, maybe for the colors, maybe because Goku's goofy and Vegeta's stern and stubborn. But people don't see it on the actual level that I see Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z to me is on a whole different scale of actual meaning and significance in my life because I saw the storyline behind the storyline and I've always associated it in this manner I remember growing up as a kid me and my cousins used to always speak about this and how we really truly believe that Toriyo Koriyama the creator of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Super and Dragon Ball GT had these things in mind these things being that the story of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z is based off of black people, particularly Africans. And how if you're not uh, if you're not fluid on the storyline of Dragon Ball Z, it follows behind basically Goku. He's the main protagonist. And Goku is a Saiyan. Hello, this is in the Bible as well. Shout out to everybody who knows the story of this, uh, that this is associated with in the Bible. But Goku was a Saiyan. He was born on this planet. And it was called, uh, it was a Saiyan planet. And basically what happened was this guy, his name is Freezer, Europeaner. And he came in and he enslaved that entire race of aliens. Or, you know, in this case, they're the Saiyans. They, he enslaved the entire Saiyan race. And he made the Saiyans work for him and go and destroy different planets and basically enslave other planets so he would get all the money from their hard work and their labor. Well, it got to a point where Frieza got tired of all of the, he calls them monkeys, we get called nigger and negro, but he calls them monkeys, he got tired of all the monkeys, so he wanted to eradicate them. So he blew up the entire planet. Goku and a few other Saiyans happened to be sent off the planet right before this happened. And it actually prevented them from um, being eradicated with the rest of the sand race that Freezer wanted to happen. So, long story short, Goku gets sent to planet Earth and he has no idea who he truly is. He loses himself. He doesn't know that he's originally from a strong tribe. He doesn't realize that he's from a warrior tribe. He doesn't even, re he doesn't even understand that why he's so strong compared to other humans and earthlings on the earth. 
And it's funny because um, he was raised by an earthling, uh, his grandpa Gohan. And his grandpa Gohan pretty much raised him without biases. He didn't show him, like, all right, there's no skin color. They lived out in the woods, and he just trained him uh, to be a martial artist and to be a, a gentleman for the most part and to carry himself a certain way, you know, and not to really care about what the outside world thought and how everyone else presented themselves. Just be yourself, and you have a warrior heart. Just go out there and be brave. And, um, you know, the story continues and goes on, and you see more and more uh, occurrences of things that represent what black people go through have been going through in these past generations it's crazy because one of the main storylines is when goku meets up with these other saiyans he had no idea he was a saiyan until these other saiyans came down to earth looking for goku in particular because they're like oh we heard another saiyan was alive and you know and that's when goku learns his real name hello we get false names all the time these aren't our real names you know a lot of people depending on historians and everything else they'll go back and say no your real name would have been this or you know if you were live still if we still live in the continent of africa our real names would be something similar to this whereas you know like my name is Corey. well his name was goku on earth but on the same planet his name was always kakarot and you know he was pretty much from a lower class of saiyans and he started learning these things that oh wait i'm a saiyan I never had no idea, and they were like, yeah, we've, you know, and, you know, you start getting more and more of the story and how none of them really knew what was going on because Frieza destroyed their planet and killed off all their ancestors and all their ancient history and pretty much eradicated everything from everyone's memory, so they had no idea of who they were, how they were coming, who they were, you know, they're saying bloodline, their heritage, the same things for blacks in America. We have no idea what tribes we come from. We don't know who our true natural people are. We don't even know our true gifts until we start really researching and giving ourselves time to get away from the world and figure out our purpose. And I, I, I it's just so funny. So, you know, now a lot of people, when I have this conversation with people, people are like, well, what about when Goku turns Super Saiyan? So I'll explain that as well for people who haven't watched Dragon Ball Z. What happens is Goku finally gets a chance to meet his oppressor, who was Frieza, like I said earlier, the Europeaner, who basically enslaved his entire race, but then killed them all off when he found them that they were pretty much useless to him now at this point. He has his own way of doing things. And during this process, Goku goes a transformation, and he goes, he ascends to another level. He goes and uh, finds a new piece of him that he didn't know was possible. And, you know, it was always a legend that these, that Saiyans could go to this form called Super Saiyan. And Goku, there was never one, anyone in history that was able to do that. Well, in this case, once Goku met his oppressor, Frieza, and he got into a fight with Frieza, Frieza would transform into his different forms. And Goku finally had to go to his next level because, as we all know, Black people are carried through their emotions. We are very emotional beings. That's why we got to watch the media intake that we have. Like when we're listening to more upbeat music or angry music, we take that energy in. Or for instance, whenever we're in a more loving music uh, mood, we listen to more R&B music. Well, in this case, the sayings on, in the anime show are driven by their emotion, by their rage, by their, uh, you know, however they're feeling, they're pushed in that direction. In this case, on the TV show, Goku had to see one of his earthling friends, uh, Krillin, get killed by the oppressor, Frieza. And when that happened, it triggered something in Goku 
that took him to that next level. Boom, spark, boom. All these things start happening around him. Wind starts flurrying. And, um, you know, it just, everything just starts, you feel the energy coming through Goku. And he goes to this next level, which is Super Saiyan. And when he goes Super Saiyan, he gets blonde hair and blue eyes. And everyone's like, well, what about that? How do you explain that? How is that being a black person? And I'm like, well, if you think about it, when we come to America, we all go through these phases where we're trying to fit in. So you see a lot of us dyeing our hair certain colors. You see a lot of people, especially in the uh, 90s, they were putting in these contact, these color contacts and not truly, you know, being themselves. Now, they, they, they still were themselves, but they were trying to fit into that society and that culture. Now, funny story, Toriya Koriyama, the reason he, he made these characters that way, the made the blonde eye, uh, blonde hair and the blue eyes, was so he could make sales and he could get into the market of America. A lot of people don't know that. You can go research it. It's, it's been proven in interviews and everything else. That's a big part of the reason that he made the character uh, design the way it was. It's so it would fit in with American uh, ways, Americans' values, and the, who really supports, uh, you know, media and buys stuff over here. It's particularly Europeans or white people, and that's why he made the character design the way he did. Now he has a footing in the game, and now that Toriyama Koriyama is like Dragon Ball Z starting to take off, like you're even seeing uh, Goku and Macy Day parades and everything else. Now. He has a new form that he took on, and it's his ultimate forms, and it's so cold because now he's going back, and it's one of his one of his forms. It actually reminds me a lot of Bruce Leroy. When Bruce Leroy, if you haven't seen the movie The Last Dragon, you need to check it out. One of my favorite movies. But when Bruce Leroy gets his glow, it's pretty much he can move without even thinking. Like his body's just moving, and he can react without even thinking, which is basically making him unstoppable. Goku now has a form just like that, and it's called Ultra Instinct. And guess what? He, guess what he looks like in that form? He has black hair. His eyes go black, and his aurora gets really, uh, really mystified. He gets this like mystic aurora, like his ancestors are behind him, Wakanda forever type shit. And he's just moving, boom, 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 boom. And this form is a lot higher than any of his Super Saiyan forms. We had the blonde hair and the blue eyes and everything else, and he keeps his black eyes in this form. Now he's ascending even further. He still keeps his same form, or he still keeps his same demeanor. His eyes don't change. He doesn't go blonde color, but he gets stronger, and he gets more passionate. And, you know, a lot of our ancestry, uh, our ancestors were tied to warrior spirits. We were warriors in Africa. You know, like, we didn't battle with guns and everything else. We battled using our hands, just like you see in Wakanda Forever. It's a perfect... Um, presentation of what we were like in Africa because we did battle out like with our hands we were uh we used upbeat music when we were going to war we used to party we we're tribal people and now we're starting to see the saints starting to get into their their higher dimensions or their higher forms and they're keeping those same principles see we always talk about how black people are from a different place or you know there's a lot of people that believe that when we were building the great pyramids and we were building the, uh, the great pyramids of Giza and the Sphinx and everything else like everybody asks well how were they able to do this with the little bit of the technology that they have like they were basically making the bricks and everything from the hand and being able to carry it and everything else 
But a lot of people believe that aliens came down and helped us create these things and helped us make these things in order for them to come to fruition and to show that we were connected to a higher power, a higher intelligence. And a lot of people believe that certain people aren't from Earth, that we were like either fallen angels or we came from a different planet. The same thing with Goku, the same thing with the Saiyans. We could have came from a different situation, but... Nonetheless, now we're here in America where we were taken away from our home country, our home planet, our planet, planet Satan. And, you know, now we're having to adapt and overcome. But now we're starting to come out of that adapting stage and becoming our true selves. We're beginning, we're gaining our ultra instinct, our complete spirituality form, our form where we no longer worry about what's going on around us and reacting instead of we're being proactive and we're just going with the flow where we're able to maneuver however we need to maneuver. We're being watered. As, shout out to my boy, Bruce Lee. And it's so dope to see this. And people never really, some people can't wrap their mind around it and they question it. And I love when people question it because it makes me think as well. But I've always felt this way. And then the more and more I watch the Dragon Ball Z, the more and more I just see the relations, the correlations. And how even when Goku first met Vegeta, which is also another saying, he bumped heads with him. And there was this divisive, uh, this divisive flaw that kept them apart from each other. And they kept fighting against each other and bickering amongst each other. And they were these rivals. And it was pretty much like a blood and crypt kind of situation. It was like, no. Nah. It was actually a Malcolm X and Martin Luther situation. To be honest with you, you really want to look at it. Where one side was like, no, nah, our people are superior. We need to be by ourselves. We don't need them. Let's kill everybody and let's just go. And then the other person, which is Goku, was like, no, nah, man, these are my people. These are my family. I love them. They love me. We're good. Like, let's break. Let's, let's stop that heinous cycle and let's get into this new cycle where we can build together and we can all come together and be one and you know without goku saying all that because goku is goofy but you know you see that you see that rivalry you see that divisiveness between those two and how they were always bumping heads they was always colliding like we see in the black community now and we see in the minority community now honestly and we're always trying to combine and uh, one up each other and be better than the next person but in the show you see Vegeta starting to ease up on those values and those morals and he's starting to become more opening and more welcoming and now he's starting to become himself and be like all right Goku I appreciate for who you for who you are because that's who you are but this is who I am and this is who I was made to be and now they've ascended so far that they become actual gods in the show where God, Goku is a god of creation which makes sense. And then uh, Vegeta is now becoming a god of destruction. And he's gaining these Hakai powers. And I feel like we have these powers. Like we, we are God's giving gift. God has blessed us all to be these people that we could choose what path we want to go on. We could be angels of creation or we could be gods of destruction. And depending on that path, it depends on the place you take. But we have to understand that we all have to correlate together and that we, there has to be balance, that we have to work together in this to be able to make sure that evil doesn't go too far or, you know, good is where it needs to be. Um, it's just it's so cool to see that, guys, and to actually be able to break this down on the podcast. I've been wanting to do this podcast for a while now. It's just that I never really knew when the time would be to do it, and then I just got... A lot of inspiration today, and I was like, man, let's just do this. Let's get this podcast out. Let's break it down. I want people to understand why I'm such a fan of Dragon Ball Z. And, you know, I'm a fan of it because of that narrative. I'm a fan of it because I see the deeper meaning. And Toriyo Koryama never, has never come out and said this, but there's so many 
relatable like pieces of this plot that goes together just for instance like i was telling you guys earlier uh the oppressor frieza the main protagonist or antagonist in one of the arcs um he's notorious for calling saiyans monkeys and he's calling he's always calling them out their names he doesn't respect them he's like those silly monkeys you imbecile you're a you're a stanky monkey hello we were getting called niggas negroes nigga nigglets you name it we were never getting called by our names and Frieza never called his the Saiyans by their names. He always treated them like they were lesser than him, like they were nothing. They were nothing but slaves to him to get what he wanted done so he could collect his cash revenue and then eliminate them as need be. It's there. And guess what? Frieza's main form, he's all white. And he uh, <laughs> he, he he comes out of this wheelchair thing where he was getting pushed around or basically didn't have to do anything, didn't have to lift a finger. And then he gets into the fight with Goku and he starts transforming into his higher forms. And he gets that form where he's just all white. Now, ironically, in the, uh, <laughs> it's funny because in the anime, Frieza actually went good for a little bit. Not really good, but he was on a good scene. And then he developed these powers to where now he actually turns into a black mold of Frieza. And I think it's funny because everyone knows that Frieza is one of the most racist characters in all of anime. And now he turned black. And it's just like... And he, now that he's turned back or he realized he learned how to go into this black mode, he's like the strongest he's ever been. He's been able, he's just whooping everybody's ass like without even trying. And I was like, damn, I see a lot of that starting to happen now in America where there's a lot of white people, not trying to be racist, that are starting to get as athletic as black people and are starting to have the confidence of, of a black person in these situations. And now it's like, dang. How are we going to go to that next level to where we get to keep it going? Because, you know, some people are going to use this power for evil. They're going to try to eliminate us. They're going to try to make it seem like we're not, we're no longer useful. Because, honestly, if we really want to be honest, a lot of the things that we were called to be here in America, at least, for the longest and for centuries, were... We're just pretty much mule pushers, you know. We uh we did the the dirty work, not doing getting any credit for any of the work we were doing. Um, the only time that we would have an opportunity to expand our financial freedoms was either through sports, rapping, or selling drugs. And um, if you didn't do that, you were just pretty much a slave to this structure, this co social c construct that was just holding us back, and it's holding us stagnant. And now that people are, are, you know, they're starting to starting to figure out, oh, we could be as athletic as them or we could do the same things they're doing. Now it's like, uh oh, are they going to try to get rid of us even more? Are they going to try to push us out? Because we can't be cannon fodder. We can't be that, man. We can't just be prison fodder and continue down these same paths. So, like I said, guys, man. I know people think it's silly, and some people are like, man, what kind of podcast? I'm telling you guys, it's all there. You got to be able to see these hidden messages. You got to be able to look deeper. And some people are going to say, oh, you're looking too deep into it. But I'm just, I'm looking at the story for how the story actually is. You know, and that's just what it is. You know, the story of Moses, the story of everything in the Bible, everything is associated with itself. You know, everything is in tune. You know, so many people try to knock one religion from the next, but if you go and look into these other religions, all the stories pretty much line up the line. 
there's that one savior or there's a, a few different angels or saviors that come to earth they try to make a change they make a little bit of an impact a little bit of a change and then they have their big out they they go out they die and um it's the same thing with dragon ball z as well you know goku dies what two or three times throughout the series if not more and uh most of the time when he dies it's him taking a sacrifice like his the first time he died he was fighting his brother and uh piccolo had to shoot his special being cammy uh goku had to hold his brother because his brother was too strong and so uh piccolo had to shoot a special being cammy to kill his brother to, in, order, in order to save earth and goku was like just do it i'm holding him and he's holding him so when piccolo shot the special being cammy it went right through his brother's chest and it went through goku's chest and goku took the sacrifice he died in order to save everybody on earth because if he didn't kill his brother his brother was already going to take over earth and pretty much destroy everybody on earth and uh goku didn't want to see that happen he took a sacrifice same thing you know jesus took his sacrifice uh gandhi uh you know the list goes on and on and on and i feel like honestly those are angels but that's another spiritual conversation to have later this was all about just giving you guys insight on why i'm such a big fan of dragon ball z why i associate dragon uh sayings with being blacks now, growing up, a lot of people tried to say that the na na uh, Namikins or Namics were uh, the black people. Would know? Don't do that to us. No, we're the, we're the Saiyans in this show. In this show, uh, the Namikins. Uh, I don't know really where they would fit in. Now, I really think, honestly, I feel like they would be more of the Hispanic community because they are very caring and you see the Namikins always stick together and they they create Dragon Balls and everything else. But the Saiyans are the ones who have the energy to always ascend to the next level, always go to these next levels, confidence in themselves, always. And we get stronger as we take losses, and that's really the case, which most humans do, but that's really the case for blacks as well. So with that being said, happy Black History Month to you all. This is the first Black History Month podcast that we've done, and um, we'll, we'll try to do something associated with black history month every week but this one was really fun man being able to just get get in and break this down to you guys let me know your thoughts let me know what you think and uh how you feel about it man do you agree do you disagree and if you disagree like i said i'm an open book i always i'm always here to listen and talk because this is nothing but concept you know this is just my perception of one thing where you can have a completely other perception that's what love is and that's what we need in the world to be able to respect each other so with that being said this has been another episode of journey of the pimpinaires nerd edition it's your boy Corey dub c richardson here in the place to be we are out peace love and tranquility and shout out to all my military family and also please 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 praises to the most high y'all and thank you uh father god i wouldn't be here without you guys and i want to continue to be able to speak and continue to develop this platform and help people bring communities together other than that we're out love you bye This has been another Angry Vets broadcast. Check, check it out.